listening to Sports Radio Detroit. to Grave Discussions. I am one half of this terrifying duo, Barnabas. Samael I am, co-host of yours I am. Welcome back to episode 44, A New Year of Fear. So this episode, we're going to talk about our expectations with horror in 2019. And then it's also a very special week for horror. It's the best week in horror and it's hashtag 80s horror week started on instagram the dude who followed it was like fulci man something okay and uh this has been a thing now for like i think four years oh three four years so you know we're just now hopping on the bandwagon since you know we just hopped on the podcast bandwagon so yeah now we're here yeah i actually didn't even know about that at all like that that was a thing so that's pretty awesome yeah i follow some like horror collectors and like they're like, well, since it's hashtag 80s horror week, I will be posting a daily photo of what I'm watching. And then I hopped on the trend. I watched Nightmares and then I watched Sorority House Massacre. Mm. Spoiler alert. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to uh, discuss that movie in today's Cult Corner. So I'm excited about it. I actually just watched it last night. Yes. But yeah, we're going to be bringing it back old school as we pretty much do every week. Yeah. You know, going to be talking about some 80s horror movies as well as uh ones that even haven't even come out yet you know future horror in 2019 so i'm pretty stoked because i have a lot of opinions on it as i'm sure you do as well oh yeah honestly i'm the most excited for uh the prodigy and it chapter two yeah i'm I'm curious to see the child's play i'm not excited yeah i would say about the same for me but i'm gonna go more in depth on it a little later on when we talk about it in our main segment oh yeah yeah so it's been a pretty busy week in horror oh yeah as i'm sure many of you are aware uh this is the biggest thing that i saw on social media today just dropped uh yesterday actually the news but if any of you like me have wanted ghostbusters 3 it's coming so who are you gonna call uh german oh oh oh, 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 yeah oh yeah i almost forgot the theme song because of the last shitty movie yeah i know but the first two movies were classics oh yeah of course ghostbusters is like the go-to goofball ghost movie you know pretty much who who else are you gonna watch on a saturday morning besides the stay puff marshmallow man (laughs) exactly and even the animated series of ghostbusters was good i don't know if you remember it that much wasn't that on uh was it upn yeah one of those cw one of those weird channels like that channel. had like dawson's creek as well yeah. or something you know and then vampire diaries now yeah, like, yeah. the ew right? oh god the ew <laughs> but anyway that aside ghostbusters 3 is uh coming out officially it's supposed to be slated for summer of 2020 uh the sooner the better in my opinion but jason reitman the son of ivan reitman who did uh the first two movies He is going to be directing Ghostbusters 3, which is a continuation of the first two films and not 
connected to Paul Fag's 2016 version with Melissa McCarthy and whoever. <laughs> so it's going to be like 40 years later and all the yeah. Ghostbusters have arthritis and like lumbar <laughs> problems. And, you know, they're going to be getting their asses whooped by little bitch ghosts once they try to come back. And I'm like, we need to step it up, fellas. We're not the same as we used to be. Yeah. That either, that or they, either that or they still got it. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think they might. But maybe like, well, because one of them died. Oh, I yeah. I think it was Harold Ramis. Damn. Right? They're probably going to talk about that after he passed. You know, like, yeah, we just retired from Ghost Bustin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Harold Ramis uh, just recently passed away in 2014 so i have no idea what they're gonna do they might do like a cgi ghost or something like they did with Mm, fast and furious that's exactly what i was thinking and uh also no please (laughs) i agree with that completely i don't really want to see that unless they make it look really good like it's actually him yeah or something you know but uh so apparently dan Aykroyd was saying something about you know the the three remaining ghostbusters possibly having a reunion so i'm thinking it's going to be about them and something's going to happen it's been a while since i even watched ghostbusters 2 so i don't uh i don't completely know like what to expect but i am excited that it's happening dude last time i watched any of the ghostbusters movies i was in like 10th grade it's yeah. been a minute but yeah i'm i'm really pumped for it i know a lot of people are like mega ghostbusters fans so this is really exciting news and it's my favorite news but we're gonna have to move on let us know what you think about the ghostbusters 3 announcement and uh yeah i'm pumped for it next up is also something that a lot of you more like obscure indie horror sci-fi fans are probably going to appreciate so we talked about this little movie called the endless pretty recently oh yeah yeah so now aaron moorhead and justin benson are hot more head <laughs> more head. it's always good always oh, good yeah. they're going to be completing what i assume is like their trilogy that started with resolution uh then the endless and now there's going to be another one called synchronic and it kind of aims to be kind of in the same vein of like the endless like that weird cosmic space horror <laughs> i thought the endless kind of just established that it was over though yeah, I don't really think the characters are going to be related, if anything, just loosely, kind of how the guys from Resolution were in The Endless. But uh, it's probably going to have the same kind of vibe. You know, it's all supposed to be, I think, this connected universe or something. So uh, I'm kind of excited about it. It's also <laughs> going to be focused on this, like, red marijuana that's apparently been in the first two movies, like, just kind of as an Easter egg kind of thing. So I'm kind of curious about it you know i wasn't like the biggest fan of the endless but i liked resolution and so i kind of want to check this one out i'm probably not going to watch it unless you make me for an episode (laughs) no that's fair that's fair because this is like that weird horror like what you were talking about uh earlier i think today with you know trying to make you think like all this allegorical metaphorical all that kind of shit you know all that horror and this is kind of that so it's it's probably worth a watch, but it's hard to like sit down and watch it, you know? Yeah, like if, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, The Endless wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I just felt like they were just trying to be way too deep with it. And it just, that just kind of like made me uninterested with the movie. Like just them trying to be too complicated. It's like, all right, bro. Yeah, I feel you. But I know there are a lot of people who are big fans of Moorhead and Benson and of these movies. So let us know your thoughts about it. 
I guess we'll see what happens. I, I don't think that there was a date mentioned, but they, they were just an Instagram post by the guys who thanked everyone. So the production's actually wrapped on it. So we might be seeing it pretty soon. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, what we won't be seeing soon, though, unfortunately, at least most likely, is Channel Zero. Uh, there was just an announcement that Sci-Fi has canceled Channel Zero after four seasons. And I have not watched it, but I've been meaning to. And I, I a lot of people said it's really good. I, I think I watched one episode like two months ago or some shit because I saw that weird face on Amazon Prime for like the for like the cover photo, and I was like, "Oh, that looks good." Watched one episode; it was pretty good. But I mean, I can understand why sci-fi would just cancel a show, especially like no one's really into like horror anthologies like Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the Dark Side anymore. Kind of. I mean, at least like people who watch sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, because sci-fi is kind of just like a casual channel at this point, you know, because they have a lot of dumb movies. So Sharknado, didn't they start yeah. that shit? Yeah, that so that like hardcore, you know, like horror community is not really there. Yeah, so that's tough. But Shutter, however, Shutter actually has the show on it. Oh yeah, they do. So there was even talks in this article about Shutter potentially just taking the show on. They and that should. Would be dope, why not? Yeah. Make it a Shutter original. Yeah. It's already kind of like sort of their property, you know, kind of being on on streaming and everything yeah they might as well just take it on and do like a season five six seven whatever they're like all because it's an anthology thing because i mean season is different you can do anything you want for as long as you want kind of like what netflix did with lucifer fox dropped it netflix is like hey stupid you just lost a lot of money i'm taking that why get get pulled it was offensive to christians (laughs) yeah i don't know people will the the devil's a cop how is that offensive yeah yeah he's actually like a good guy that's the bad thing about this show. Yeah. It's evil. It's exposing the young ones' minds yeah. to the devil's well, work. You know, people will complain about anything, so that's not really that surprising to me. But yeah, Channel Zero unfortunately is gone. If you were a fan of it, you can catch it on Shutter. It's five bucks a month. Just like they're not even sponsoring us. I just like it a lot. Yeah, you know? I mean, I watch your Shutter all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and I they just, have a lot of great content. I just oh yeah, I just watched The Faculty for the first time. For the first time? Yeah, it's my first time. I, I was on Shudder too, and I, should, oh. I did not know that was going to be that good of a movie. I thought you watched The Faculty before. Probably when I was like, oh, eight, not eight, like or, eight or nine with Betty, but you know, I don't, I didn't remember. I just remember the dude who played John Strode, or you know, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that movie's or John Tate. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Channel Zero is gone, unfortunately. But we'll keep you guys updated if there's any news on like the Shudder front, perhaps. But we've got a couple trailer announcements, and then we're going to get right into our first segment. So uh, Beneath the Leaves is the first trailer today. This is dropping February 8th on uh, VOD. And this one looks pretty cool. It's got Doug Jones in it. But you wouldn't really recognize him because he's not wearing a costume, if that makes sense. Because Doug Jones is the same guy who uh, uh, was Abe Sapien and Hellboy, Del Toro. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's the same guy who was in Del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth as the the blind guy. That yeah, yeah. Guy. So he's like a phenomenal, you know, uh, character actor. He's always like in makeup and costumes and shit, but he's actually unmasked in this movie and he's playing this psychopath who is after these kids. The trailer actually looks pretty cool. Doug Jones looks pretty good as like a serial killer kind of guy. And uh, it's pretty dramatic. The acting looks good vibe overall looks pretty good so 
I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about this one. Yeah, I couldn't really tell like totally what it was about until you just explained it. But that sounds good, honestly. Orphans being uh, chased down by some killer for whatever reason. Let's figure out why. Yeah, they're gonna probably turn into something that like only makes sense if it's a metaphor. <laughs> probably, yeah. Because... That's what always happens with this type of shit. Because I can't think of why a guy would just want to kill orphans. Like, Fuck orphans, you know? Just... Yeah. Because he's supposed to be, I think, like mentally damaged or something and he thinks that by killing them he's reuniting them with their parents who are also dead you know as well they're orphans something like that it's just something really weird and then like they escape and then it's like 20 years later or something and he's you know breaks out of prison or mental institution whatever he was in and he chases them down so all of this it sounds like, pretty good. But. Sounds like Halloween, but with a twist. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Every like, oh, there's a crazy guy and he escaped. All right, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, basically. But uh, it it does actually look pretty good. I like the atmosphere, at least from what I saw in the trailer, and it didn't really give a lot away. So uh, be on the lookout for that one, February eighth. You can rent it or buy it on digital. Next up is probably the craziest fucking trailer today: Velvet Buzzsaw. February 1st on Netflix. This one is pretty weird. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like a nerd and shit. And he's in an art gallery yelling at people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden ghosts. Like, and <laughs> kind death. Of, yeah. it, was like, it was like, it started off as Wolf of Wall Street and then ended up being like Final Destination and Insidious. Like, Yeah. Yeah, this one had some uh, buzz around it because it's, you know. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Tilda Swinton, John Malkovich who was just in Bird Box. This is a Netflix movie. You know, all the pieces are there. And it looks crazy as shit on top of it. I think Jake Gyllenhaal's character is actually like a curator or something for this art gallery. So he's like an art snob. And yeah, basically they find like these paintings that they say have the souls of people in them. And so like the paintings fucking like come to life and <laughs> attack them and stuff. It's actually like a really creative concept. And I'm glad it wasn't like an art snobby type movie. So this one actually looks really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see it. I, I didn't I saw the date, didn't know it was coming to Netflix, so now I can like not get up and go somewhere to watch it. It's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of weird what they started doing. Like they started advertising a lot of their movies like on Netflix and in select theaters. I don't know why you would go to the theater when you could just watch it on Netflix. Honestly, you know. Yeah. Like I like going to the theater, but anyway, random rant. <laughs> But that's coming out February 1st on Netflix. The last trailer we have for you guys is about this movie called The Golem, releasing February 4th on digital and on Blu-ray DVD. So this one comes from Dread Central, actually, like their film production thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks really cool. It's basically like the, the, the Jewish lore-filled The Witch. That sounds like it would be even better. Yeah. So uh, you saw the trailer. What did you, what did you think about this one? I thought it looked dope. I think it's gonna be better than The Witch because like it's about a fucking supernatural kid, and those are always the best fucking movies. I yeah. mean, The Omen, and then you had all the drama, not not necessarily like showing the baby, but Rosemary's Baby, all like the cult shit that was going on, yeah. and that shit was fire. So I think I think this is gonna be like a little bit of uh, The Witch mixed, <laughs> The Witch and The Omen, basically. That's kind of what it looks like because. Uh, I mean, we're we're comparing it to The Witch, but, you know, it doesn't have the same premise. 
although it's still got like the feel a sim- yeah the similar feel atmosphere that period setting you know they basically look like pilgrims and everything and uh it, it does have a religious undertones but this one is different because you know there's all this mythology and everything about these golems the original mythology if i'm not mistaken was something like you would be able to somehow like magically construct these things called golems from either like some kind of element or from like people like you could create life somehow with like a spell or something you yeah. know so this is basically about that like lore that mythology as bringing it to life in the form of like this little kid and it looks pretty creepy uh, you know i like the atmosphere from it the cinematography looks good the acting looks good so i'm kind of pumped for this one. Oh yeah we're we definitely got to watch that one and talk about it i I feel like it could be hit or miss, though, as with all, like, the the movies with great trailers, yeah. you know? The trailers always, like, make me skeptical, that's the thing. Yeah, but the trailer, for me, for this one, did look a little more intense. Like, it didn't look too much like it was going to be one of those artsy-farsy, like, trying to make you think too much movies. Yeah. At least I hope not. If it's not that, I think it's going to be pretty dope. So, that's it for the trailers. Before we get into our next segment, we have to, as always, give a shout-out to our great hosts, Sports Radio Detroit. Yes, not Detroit Sports Radio. That's SRD, Sports Radio Detroit. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, yeah, and you can check out the website as well, sportsradiodetroit.com. You can find grave discussions on there as well as other awesome shows like Out of Bounds, uh, Tigers SRD, Over Under Fair, and others. So let's jump right into our very first segment, and it is The Cult corner what do we have in this week's cult corner samuel in this week's cult corner we have the not so famous uh sorority house massacre yeah so which is like a mix of black christmas halloween and slumber party massacre yeah (laughs) i think that's pretty accurate and like the house on sorority row and kind of offerings and you know all of those uh, every every movie that came out in the 80s this is that movie and I felt like this really, like, this movie really captured, like, the feel of the 80s slashers, you know? Yeah. Except this one wasn't, like, cheesy, actually. It was actually pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very clear ripoff of Halloween. Oh, yeah, like 100%. Yeah, I mean, it came out in 86, so the middle of that entire decade is, like, when you really started seeing all the ripoffs, oh, I yeah. feel like. Um, but this one, I think, was probably one of the more prominent of those directed by carol frank and honestly like i it was enjoyable but there were a lot of similarities yeah, so to like everything so laura was sitting at school and she saw her brother bobby at the window reminiscent of halloween one the michael and the lori scene except this scene wasn't wasn't shot as well you know like yeah I, I didn't like the one thing i didn't like in this movie really was like the cinematography that's fair yeah it felt kind of like uh bumpy <laughs> yeah and just kind of like forced to me as well yeah sometimes you know but i like the score though that. yeah the score i, was re- great. I really like the score yeah the score was great i felt like the the acting was actually you know pretty solid for this kind of movie oh yeah you know i thought it would have been like really bad except when like mm. except when that chick got killed in the in the in the what's it called the hut remember when she oh, got the tp the tp hut yeah she got <laughs> yeah. killed and then some, the dude walked in somebody just killed like what Why are you, bro if I, oh, somebody just fucking, like that that's yeah. how he'd react like dude it, that was like his girlfriend and he just 
like ran out of their butt ass naked and confronted like this room full of girls and was like yeah they they killed her i was like dude and then they somehow produced a fire ladder and yeah <laughs> that, that part to me was like hilariously quick bad. we always keep this fire ladder in the drawer like what <laughs> yeah so anyway we don't really need to tell you the story it's kind of a clear ripoff like this this girl starts having these weird dreams about this guy who seems to like want to hurt her and as she moves into this sorority house you know like joins the sorority and uh basically he goes after her because he has these weird visions or tinglings <laughs> about her you know no weird shit intended yeah it's like but there was like a lot of like know. uh like they were just reiterating a lot that that psychic connection that family members have especially with the mom and her kittens remember so yeah but i mean this was one of those 80s movies that you know was was very like stereotypically 80s slasher yeah but it still had all that stuff that was enjoyable that like kept you entertained you know because as long as you use that basic formula and just spice it up in one way or another in this one i think it was like showing you who the guy was yeah but having that weird like actual supernatural psychic connection thing that was only kind of implied in halloween exactly you know that that was what made it kind of different especially to like slumber party massacre because slumber party massacre was just some fucking weirdo guy yeah just just like killing women and like in this one like why i said black christmas was because like this guy basically had the same getup as billy you know black shirt black pants and he actually talked he wasn't like a mute killer so he didn't talk a lot but no he he would like he would say names like yeah Weren't they like the names of his sisters or something? Yeah, that he killed. Yeah, it basically like he killed his whole family when he was younger, except for the one sister who grew up and like had a convenient memory block of that entire thing. Yeah. So that's that's essentially the movie, but um, but it was still really enjoyable. I mean, the it kept you on the edge of your seat. I felt like yeah, you know, there was a lot that happened, and once they got to the house, is like really it was like nonstop. And yeah, you know? once once he showed up. That's when uh, shit started getting fucking crazy. I mean, the kills looked legit because, like, they didn't, like, use, like, you know, fake body parts and make it look super obvious. Like, it just showed the knife going in and then blood. It actually looked like... I like the effects because, like, they weren't complex at all and it it looked legit. When he killed uh, Tracy, I think was her name, the one in the teepee hut. Yeah. When he stabbed her in the chest, that looked, like, kind of real. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I've never seen anybody stabbed in the chest before, but I mean, it looked pretty gruesome. Like it was actually her getting stabbed. Yeah, know? the knife probably went into the handle. That's why it looked so yeah, like yeah. legit. Because it was like, because you like you watched it like go yeah. and, like. It, but it, I'm pretty sure that shot started with like it already in her chest, which is yeah how you know it should be shot like that. So yeah, but it was still pretty cool looking. Or when he stabbed the chick after she tripped in the yard. Yeah. And then Laura and her friend just left her, and then he just walked up to her, stabbed her in the chest like yeah. twelve times. That that looked fucking brutal. Dude, at the end with Beth, like he stabbed her in the legs like six times, yeah, and it I, looked like he was really stabbing yeah. her in the legs. I was like, and, oh shit. And then when she stabbed him through the throat, that looked legit. Like, yeah. dude, like, props to like the special effects guy for this movie. Yeah. Like, I I have a like if this movie was more original, I think people would have liked it. But like, it's it's a good 80 slasher it's weird to say that it's good but it's a good movie no it was i mean but yeah even like the whole uh the poster had this guy just looking in on this like sorority chick getting undressed you know but in reality like that's not really a ton about like what the movie's about that looks more like uh 
What's that one movie? Is it like someone's watching me? Maybe or no, something? no. Or? It's a, it's like a I think I know Animal House. About. You ever watch oh, Animal yeah. House where he's staring at the chick's titties while she's changing yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. falls off the ladder? That's what that looks like. <laughs> kind of. I just yeah. watched that yesterday. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, but the poster kind of makes you think it's one movie, like Slumber Party Massacre, almost or something. Cause that one had that lewd cover kind of too yeah that, that phallic fucking cover he's got the knife and everything you know but it's uh it's really not it's like this weird like psychic connection brother sister fucking wonder twin powers like movie you know yeah you thought this was just gonna be like some mindless like you know hey this guy's crashing their party because he he's just nuts like yeah <laughs> that's yeah it's not really but so that's why i like it i think that's why it probably has the cult following that it has like I said, I, I pretty much liked most things about the movie. So, yeah, I mean, this one is uh, this one's a good one in my book. Yeah, this this is a good one in my book too. I mean, when people talk about eighties, though, you know, they talk about Friday the Thirteenth, the yeah. Burning, the Thing. They didn't expect Sorority House Massacre, but yeah, if it wasn't a Halloween ripoff, it probably would have did a lot better. Yeah, because I mean, they could definitely Come on, have Laura. <laughs> I know. They definitely could have like taken that whole angle and put it in literally anything else, and it probably would have been more original. But so I think that's kind of why I got lost in the shuffle. But it's definitely got a pretty decent fan base, and apparently the the second one is also like pretty cult as well. So. I think the second one, no, or was it Slumber Party Massacre too, where like the the killer from the original one possesses one of the girls. Oh, I don't know. I think that might actually be Slumber Party Massacre okay. too, but I haven't seen that one. Lord, what the fuck is Sorority House Massacre two about? And oh, I have no idea. I don't know actually because the guy dies. No, I have no. I don't. That's know. why I want to see it now. Like, what the fuck's happening now? Another, yeah. another random sorority incident. Like, <laughs> With people like in the fucking eighties or something. People in the eighties were probably fucking terrified to be living in sororities. Like, fuck this shit. Yeah, I would not have wanted to be a college kid at all. I mean, kind of to actually watch all those movies, but at the same time, not because I, I would feel like I could die at any moment. So welcome to 80s week, you know. In yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it's about, just college kids dying. And also it would have made me afraid to have sleepovers. Hey, the second one's called Sorority House 2 Nighty Nightmare. Like Nighty Night. Like, yeah. But Nighty Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we got to watch that one and uh, talk about it at some point. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's I, I don't really have a whole ton more to say about Sorority House Massacre. I thought it was pretty solid. Nowhere near the level of uh, Halloween or I don't know if I like it better than Slumber Party Massacre or like House on Sorority Row, but the whole supernatural angle was cool. So overall, I enjoyed it. I think it's well-deserving of uh, its cult status. Yeah, I think so. I just wish more people knew about that shit. At least like people who are like 80s people because yeah. a lot of them don't. Yeah, that's true. This is probably one of the, like the more obscure titles that we've talked about on this segment. I feel like at least because if I just saw this out of the blue, I would have probably mistaken it with Slumber Party Massacre and I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, I know about this one. but So I just cr- quickly read the synopsis for for the uh, <laughs> for the second movie. They play with the Ouija board and one of them gets possessed by the previous. Oh, okay. There but you go. it's not Billy. It's a different sorority. And the, like the he, he committed some fucked up acts five years ago and they use a Ouija board to summon him. So it's not connected to like part one? No, at all? nothing. Oh my God. J- just like Slumber Party Massacre, I think. That's hilarious. 
I don't know. Because you know what? These guys had like probably all these ideas. But what they did is they like put them first in a shell that they knew was going to make money or was going to be easy at least. Oh, yeah. Because that was like the trend at that time. And then in part two, they were like, hey, you know what? What if we bring back the protagonist from the original, but we have her fight like a robotic T-Rex yeah. that can shoot laser beams out of his Dude, eyes? Like, what? Speaking of these massacre sequels, listen to Slumber Party Massacre 2. Just l- listen to the quick synopsis. All right. Courtney Bates, the younger sister of Valerie, and her friends go to the condo for a weekend getaway, but Courtney can't get rid of the somehow... She somehow she has this. She has a haunting feeling that a supernatural rockabilly driller killer is coming to murder them all. Yeah, I saw the poster. It's like he's got the drill, like the long drill from part one, but it's attached to a fucking like guitar, like a heavy metal type guitar, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, why? Oh my God. People in the 80s were fucking nuts, man. That's why. They weren't nuts. They just were really not creative. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, There's a Slumber Party Massacre 3, I think. I believe you're right about that, yeah. But I can't even find it on Google. Like, They're like, no, that, that that's not real. I think it's like a combo pack with part two or something like that. I've seen it on Amazon. Amazon yeah, it's like 60 bucks or something. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, this movie was pretty dope. Apparently, it spawned a pretty weird sequel, but... <laughs> yeah. That's that's like... Uh, that's 80s for you. Yeah, <laughs> they, they always have like... Stu- All right, how about... <laughs> How, I swear, I think they were just on cocaine and writing film scripts. Probably, like, yeah. It was bad. Well, that's pretty much all I had to say about Sorority House Massacre. Yeah, same. Go watch it. For sure. You can actually find it on Amazon Prime if you are uh, subscribed to that service. Before we move on to our next segment, we do just have to give a quick shout out to some other awesome shows on the Sports Radio Detroit Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Bryant. Catch me, E, and Brian on Pearson's Peace, 8 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio Detroit Network, CRB, on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else you can find podcasting. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Radio Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Next up, we're going to discuss the brand new year. We're going to talk about movies that haven't even come out yet. All right, 2019. Now, last year uh, was actually, in my opinion, a really awesome year for horror movies. Oh, yeah. You know, we saw stuff like Hereditary, The Strangers Pray at Night, Mandy, just a ton of like really, really solid movies. Summer of 84. Summer of 84. That was the best. Oh, yeah. So I feel like this year it's going to be hard to top, honestly. Like last year was probably one of the best years in horror that we've had in recent memory. And it really kind of started in 2017 with stuff like Get Out and Split and everything, you know. But uh, I think that this year is going to be hard pressed to, to beat it. Because we are kind of seeing a lot of adaptations and like reboots and stuff like that and sequels to an extent. There are a lot of sequels, but uh, those are fine, I guess. But lots of adaptations, lots of reboots. Those are always, to me, really hit or miss. So I'm expecting that we're going to have a lot of hits, but... 
just as far as like indie horror and stuff but i don't know uh i think us is gonna be probably the and it chapter two i think those are gonna be like the top two movies this year yeah i think you're probably right i mean i didn't know about a lot of the stuff i ended up putting in my top 10 in 2018 so that's all stuff that's coming out of like the independent scene out of all the festivals and everything you know like those are the movies to really watch out for i have a whole list and but these are really all like the the big budget like really well marketed like those big studio movies you know oh yeah happy death day to you uh pet cemetery hellboy the curse of la llorona oh i forgot about hellboy yeah godzilla uh annabelle three godzilla looks good it does i know even it chapter two so these are all like those big budget you know like big studio horror movies which are fine like a lot of them are actually pretty good it is mostly adaptations and reboots and stuff but i mean i guess that's to be expected at this point but i feel like the independent festival scene is going to have a lot of hits again i feel like that's only getting better oh yeah i can't wait for the movies too that are going to come out this year like out of the blue you know, not all movies will give you like a trailer. Some will just pop up on Netflix. Hey, guess yeah. what's a new Netflix movie? And then you hear about them on social media and shit or someone tells you like, yo, this movie was awesome. Yep. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's going to keep progressing, you know. But lots of reboots, lots of adaptations and stuff. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's only going to make things worse or or what? Uh, not necessarily. I think it, it depends on like the direction that they just take these films, honestly. Like, that's all that matters. Like, you could have a great story, but, like, if you're going to end it, end it. Don't leave it open-ended. And if you do leave it open-ended, don't just make up some bullshit script to sell the movie one year later because you're on, like, some sort of, you know, time constriction. Like, hey, you got a year to do this. Sign the contract. Like, just take your time. Do some shit. Like, yeah. you see how, what when did Get Out come out? 2017? And now Us is coming out 2019. You yeah. know, Jordan Peele took the two years so and they're both really original ideas too yeah you know not like what a lot of people are doing like pet cemetery the adaptation okay that's cool i guess not necessary probably but okay hellboy adaptation yeah <laughs> you know yeah child's play yeah i don't know with with the tv series out like i just honestly I the only that. thing people like when you talk to the horror community mm-hmm. the only thing people want to see nowadays is like people just keep bitching up a storm about make a new jason and a new friday movie yeah. those two motherfuckers like well we just talked about it i mean jason you know friday the 13th stuff is still on hold because of everything but they're working on it nightmare on elm street they're still thinking about it like it's in the works kind of but they're not really going to commit to it until maybe like in a few years you know because they want to focus on the conjuring universe which is like their big money grab but Conjuring 3 also supposed to be coming out, I think, at some point this year. But don't believe those people who are saying it's going to be like werewolf related. That's not confirmed. I had this big ass argument with this one lady who like posted some picture like Conjuring 3 is going to have werewolves. Yeah, I saw that. I was shit. like, it's rumored, rumored to be based on one of their cases where like somebody was uh, on trial and they claimed that they were possessed. And that was like their defense. That's what it's rumored to be about, but there's no official confirmation, so don't believe that. Anyway, I just had to say that. Oh yeah, well, people will just believe anything that some asshole posts. Exactly. I mean, even there's even been stuff about like upcoming horror movies that have posters of movies that have already come out. Yeah, and I'm like, 
why are you lying to these people? Yeah. You know, like what purpose does it serve? Like just do a little bit of research, you know? Like it's just like the original movie poster with a drawn on two on it usually or like <laughs> yeah. a three. Exactly. Who's excited for the Conjuring 3? And it showed the Conjuring 1 Blu-ray poster with a 3 next to it. Yeah. You know, with her looking through like the... Uh, like, it was just so fucking stupid. People are just stupid. That's it. But anyway, People are just gullible. Yeah. The, there is a new Grudge reboot also coming out. I think we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie coming out, which I am excited for uh, very much. It, you know, this is one I feel like that's okay. Like, it was a kid's book somehow. <laughs> when we were younger you know yeah. and now it's becoming a, a horror movie so Ooh. i think that's cool but. hold on hold on this is actually what i'm waiting for this year i just read your 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 list yep stranger things season three yeah that's like what i'm waiting for the most i'm honestly probably waiting for godzilla and scary score stories to tell in the dark yeah it chapter two and stranger things season three are you afraid of the dark movie yep isn't it weird like i don't like when we when we start talking about these old movies Mm -hmm. they start popping up on blu-ray and re-release it's like we're calling it like i think everyone in like the community felt like the nostalgia (laughs) at like the same time it's weird probably yeah i mean hey we are the consciousness yes so it makes complete sense but a couple other cool things that we'd be remiss not to talk about zombie land too Zombieland 2 is coming out. Dude, it's been so long since that movie. I am really excited for that. Three from Hell? Three from Hell. It's going to complete the trilogy. Then I can grab that Blu ray and own the the three good movies that Rob Zombie has. (laughs) I agree. I I actually actually am excited for it. Lords of Salem was actually like not bad. It was weird as fuck. It was weird, but it wasn't bad. It made me feel very uneasy though. Like the. I mean, when they were like jacking off or whatever, I I was like, you know, (laughs) you know, Rob Zombie, you need to chill out a little bit, okay? But overall i thought it was really creepy and effective yeah you know? it, it was so like honestly uh house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects yeah and then lords of salem was good. i haven't seen 31 so i can't say anything about it it was meh it was average was it yeah i mean it's way better than like halloween 2 but <laughs> oh because one wasn't but it was actually right. I'll, halloween 1 was good too his yeah. uh his like take on it yeah yeah but I mean, there are a lot of like Rob Zombie fans out there. So Three from Hell is actually like I feel like one of the horror community's most anticipated films oh, yeah. this year. I think it, you know if it keeps the the attitude of like the first two films, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be like a straight up splatter film. Yeah, I I hope that it's like the the Hills Have Eyes remake of this generation, like that kind of movie. I hope so. Yeah, you know, I, I that's think actually that that's one of the only remakes where i like it better than the original honestly same yeah because the old one's just like yeah i like the last house on the left remake better than the original too yeah the the, the original was just it was i don't know i didn't like it i don't like those exploitation rape films so to me that's that's not horror that's like a like a drama movie you know it's horrific (laughs) i just don't that's not the kind of horror i like yeah i feel you i feel you but uh yeah we, we we did talk about a bunch of them i don't really know what to expect from you know the non-hollywood side of things really in horror this year but at least in 2018 we saw a lot of these upward trends of you know like that family-based horror the psychological horror yeah all that stuff that really makes you think even with stuff like a dark song now everyone's gonna you know, stuff like that look what quiet plays did bird yeah. box and now bird box is gonna push hopefully the community in a different direction i hope more people don't try to start making like drama thrillers 
yeah, with supernatural of. elements. Like that's all it was. Yeah, because they haven't really been able to make them that scary. Yeah, that's the thing. You it's know? like, was Beetlejuice horror? No, neither. Neither his bird box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it it's well regarded in the horror community. You it's kind of like Bird Box is just uh, like the whole like nothing's happening and and then like raw leaves like yeah. it's kind of like langoliers you it, know it's that emotional <laughs> horror yeah you just it's more about like unity and stuff like that and mm-hmm. being able to all survive together even though yeah. you know it's inevitable that everyone's probably gonna die yeah and i'll say this i i'm not tired of good zombie movies but i'm tired of like post-apocalyptic yeah horror kind of because it's not really horror that much it's like these drama thrillers like you said yeah like the only exception i'll make and even though it's really not that much of a horror movie anyway is like 10 cloverfield lane but that's not really the same kind of post-apocalyptic thing but all these other ones are too much like hey let's get this big group of people together or it's just like one guy and some kid that he's found in the woods or something so that's pretty much all it is and uh i kind of want to steer away from that like if you're going to do post-apocalyptic horror or something then you know not even like a quiet place but just actually try to make it scary because that would be a terrifying situation you know what you know what post-apocalyptic not post-apocalyptic well pre and in the moment apocalypse (laughs) the the remake of dawn of the dead is probably the best zombie movie ever made i'm gonna say that yeah i mean that like right tw- next 28 to like, days later right next like those to kind of movies return of the living dead part two <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is possibly the worst zombie movie but the best but it was awesome it was yeah. dude i fucking from part one though brains that's yeah. that's like that's where all these like uh kids shows and all that shit got the idea for zombies to be like brains like, just because yeah. just because of that one that one fucker the tar man yeah i want to get the tar man like as a tattoo at some point yeah know? yeah he's one he's probably my favorite zombie i just got return of the living dead blu-ray dvd combo in the mail today so nice. i gotta watch it i haven't watched it since i was like fucking 10 so yeah i don't have that one actually but i heard th- I, I think the special features they, are pretty cool. they have the one and two collector's edition on amazon yeah nice should nice i should yeah but i don't even remember how we got to talking about return of the living dead but oh post-apocalyptic things yes that's one thing i hope we don't see more of for sure i do kind of wish that we would start steering away from all the reboots at least like the adaptations are kind of cool if it's been like some time you know you know uh but what what kind of zombie movies they need to make Mm. more like the original night of the living dead it's like the very start of like some zombie shit happening Mm -hmm. people barricade themselves in a house and ultimately they all well in this one ultimately they all die because no one wants to see a post-apocalyptic and we and just make the movie like in a scenario where they're trapped like Mm -hmm. 10 people are trapped by 10 zombies and they barricaded a house and you know they got to secure perimeters they're like oh fuck let's go get the keys we got to go get some water two of them get ambushed three zombies get in the house they eat a child (laughs) but then ultimately at the end everyone dies because like i said we don't want to see what happens post-apocalypse yeah that would be sick actually I mean, I was going to say, as far as, like, zombie movies go, I, Wreck, I know you haven't watched it, but I think Wreck definitely, like, revitalized I the zombie. It. It, it's really good. It's a Spanish horror movie. It's it's found footage, so it's first person, but it's phenomenal. It's actually terrifying, and uh, it's one of my favorite horror films, actually, but that, I feel like, revitalized it. I think they just got to be a little bit more original. There was a kind of cool one called The Battery, which was released a few years ago and that one was actually kind of cool it was pretty indie though but yeah I, I already feel like we're actually not seeing that many zombie movies coming out this year 
at least that we've heard of. Yeah. So I feel like people kind of share your mindset and they're kind of trying to steer away from them. Now it's a lot of these like family, you know, uh, kind of metaphorical, these really like psychological horror films. See, and that's what's stupid because that's like the shit that critics praise, those like soap opera movies, not ones where like a lady gets ripped in half by a zombie right in front of her kids, you know, like. Yeah. I I mean, with like the success of Hereditary and Get Out and Split, like that, I I knew that that was the direction it was going to go in. Like just these more mature, like kind of darker horror movies. You know, I don't think they're darker. Maybe not. I think they're just more dramatic. But yeah, kind of. I guess that's where I was trying to go with it. But just more like kind of serious. You know. Yeah, I mean. Hey, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm assuming Wreck is a pretty fucking serious movie. Oh, yeah. But I want to have, like, you know, like I said, those isolated incident zombies. Mm-hmm. Like, five, six people run into two zombies mm-hmm. at an abandoned house that they're just in to fuck around, you know? Like, and yeah. they don't infect you when they bite you. They're just, it. it and when they die, they die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not, like, they don't bite you to infect you. They bite you to eat you, you know? They just eat people. Like, yeah. No infection. They're just reanimated corpses. And you know why you don't get infected? Because it's not. We need to steer away from reality, like I said, because they're not reanimated corpses brought back by some bacteria. It's supernatural. Yeah, yeah. No, I like, agree. I mean, I like the, those kind of zombie movies. Because, I mean, deadites are sort of zombies and demons. So, like, like the Evil Dead remake, mm-hmm. some shit like that. Yeah. Like, more like like May the Devil Take You and uh, that the, the ones we saw on Prime oh yeah so i don't know make it make it something like that like we're yeah we're tired of like there's an infection dude they've been doing that since the 1960s like mm-hmm. i agree wreck wasn't really like that actually <laughs> there's kind of this weird religious angle to it you'll see but it's pretty innovative but um yeah no i i, I if we do see more zombie movies i hope they do kind of start taking those more creative routes but i was also gonna say with all the like psychological like more like serious stuff you know or that stuff that wants to make you like think anyway i guess is what i'm trying to get at like that stuff is cool and all but i feel like people are eventually just going to get really burned out by it yeah so we need to see more movies like mandy i feel like that i I think that's why it was a huge success it was kind of on like the spectrum anyway like the total opposite of hereditary because it was just this, like yeah, well, uh, big acid trip of a movie and it was literally the plot was like this guy his girlfriend gets taken by this weird hippie cult and he goes to like take revenge and kill them all like it's not this whole big overarching thing like hereditary about this whole family and all of this crazy shit that happens you know this is like one thing that happened like we talked about with the possession of hannah grace those isolated it's all happening here this is not a three weeks later type of fucking movie i think those are the most interesting movies i don't want to i don't want to see like what goes on in the span of eight weeks during a haunting i want to see what happens in two hours real time you know what i'm saying yeah i feel you i mean or like one day like just one day i think those movies are just like the most creative you know too because you can kind of do whatever you want and you don't have to have all this other shit to like expand on characters or just unnecessary things like that you know those movies are cool and all if they're really done well but yeah in general i like like the stuff like okay i just watched howl again recently like this is not one that's very well known but i think i might have told you about it it was 2015 it was a a, a british movie and it was just 
literally about these people on this train. The train like crashes or something happens, you know, and it stops. And then they discover there's a werewolf that's attacking them and they have to survive the werewolf. Oh shit. But the the practical effects were awesome. The whole setting and the vibe were great because like there wasn't a lot to think about. Like it was just them on this crash train trying to survive this like werewolf that came out all of a sudden. Yeah, see, you know? but like, that's that's kinda cool. What movies would do now though is you'd kill one werewolf, right? And then his whole clan would come and then the people would run away and then the mother would be holding the child. It's gonna be okay, Timmy. They're not gonna rip you to shreds and yeah. <laughs> that's what it would become a soap opera. Yeah. I'm agree. tired of this preachy horror. It really kind of is like that. Even stuff like Apostle and stuff like that I kind of felt was kind of like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Netflix and A24 are kind of the, the big ones doing it, and they're really at the forefront. So, I mean, I guess people must like it, but I feel like Shudder is, is uh, kind of leading the way with, like, the really kind of innovative horror oh, right yeah. now. As far as, like, those kind of producers and content creators kind of things, you know, but... In Hollywood, I feel like it's not really there, and they they've hooked a trend, and now they're like gonna milk it, you know, at least for a few years. Oh yeah, because at least every decade or half decade has like one big trend, and I feel like that's gonna be at least until like twenty twenty or the early twenties, you know. Yeah, because right now we just got past the the family issues slash haunted house slash possession slash demon in the house, you know, like. Basically, anything from paranormal activity, insidious, the conjuring, Babadook. the possession, Babadook, Drag Me to Hell was something completely different, and that that's why yeah. that movie's, I I think it's better than all those. Yeah. That one was just, I mean, it's Sam Raimi, so. Yeah, he's you know. a fucking monster. <laughs> he is, for sure. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that that's kind of where we're at right now. I don't really know, like, what else to expect from this year. We're going to see that. We're going to see just a bunch of adaptations and reboots that are also trying to be probably like a little too serious. Yeah. And in 2020, I mean, shit, who knows? We're probably going to just go off the deep end and just really get into these really fucking right? just, weird movies. Just like kids know? getting stabbed. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be the 2020 trend. Stab all kids. Because I remember The Purge. Like they, they tried to make that catch on like... Mm-hmm. And maybe have other people emulate it, but they only ran that series into the ground themselves. Yeah. You know what I do like though? I do like that there are apparently more movies that are kind of going into this into the route of being uh, influenced by like local folklore and like mythology and legends and stuff like that. Yeah, like Jordan Peele is doing it. He's doing it with us, and then something else that he worked on too. Uh, and we're seeing a bunch more, even with something kind of like hereditary you know like that kind of more obscure demonology kind of shit like that i think that that is a good trend to have because there's so much like mythology and folklore out there that you could make a movie off of dude we could do the fucking uh since we're from michigan what are those things that are allegedly in michigan the wendigos are they allegedly in michigan i know about like the nan rouge and stuff like that that's something Something that is in Michigan. Yeah, it's like I'm a sure. that's that's the popular Michigan monster Wendigo. Okay, yeah. people. That's like a Native American. We're, we're in we're in a state thing. that has Wolverines, and look, it's a <laughs> Wendigo. No, you saw a Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we could I actually did have a Wendigo idea for a horror movie in mind. Yeah. Ooh. I'll tell you about it after the show. But uh, 
so I, I hope that that's kind of a trend that keeps going i do like where like cinematography is heading although i i hope that horror movies stop with that like really nasty looking like yellow green kind of color palette you know, you know what i'm talking about you, you know what i'm sick of that shot where people are driving down the highway and they got a drone flying 500 feet above yeah. them and just it's like a 30 second shot of the car going like it's like all right beautiful cinematography but have it work like within like the dramatic shots too like yeah. have some sort of camera angle that's, that you know how to use correctly like that's more for like you know you know what i think one movie did that good though i think that's Woman like in a black. recent one <laughs> Woman in black and then also the fright night remake like that opening yeah, shot yeah, that, that did it good but yeah. In general, like I'd expect to see that movie in something that like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in, not like your horror movie. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe stop with the with the drone shots so much. I don't know. Yeah, or like the Shutter Island did it good too. Yeah, or like the shots of like like the whole fucking horizon. Like it's like all right. Yeah, I was gonna say too. Not even just you know films. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but. A lot of horror TV series coming out. We talked about Stranger Things oh, yeah. season three. We're gonna see Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season two as well. Except they won't have the uh, the titted goat man as their statue. Oh yeah, they have to remove him. But uh, they're gonna show the Dark Lord in some way. So I'm pretty pumped to see that. Um, we're also gonna see stuff like The Passage, which is an adaptation of a, of a book. It's supposed to be like a vampire-ish thing. Another vampire-ish thing, Nosferatu is going to be a TV series on AMC. Oh, that's coming out? Yeah, which is adapted from a Joe Hill book, Son of Stephen King. And then, I don't think I have anything else Did you on hear? Here, but I, I remember more. something. Uh, they're completely remastering the original Nosferatu and like CGI-ing like yeah. the new people in there, and they're making it have sound. I saw that, yeah. I think it's already out, possibly. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to look into it because I really want to find out if that's released yet or not. Yeah, that would be something kind of cool to see. I don't know if I need it, but like, I mean, it'd be cool to see. Because what what did we get with uh, no, the remake of Nosferatu? We got Klaus Kinski, right? Yeah, but like the original is just so obviously like, dude, it looks a movie fun. from almost like the Stone Age, you know? So yeah. coloring it, I mean, that would be kind of cool, I guess, but it wouldn't really make it look less shitty yeah so i don't know but but i mean that could be cool too it might already be out possibly i'm not sure i think it might be i'm not yeah. too sure but uh yeah gonna be seeing a lot more horror tv series and a lot of really cool like horror video games as well we've got the resident evil 2 re like hd remaster oh, remake I whatever i have the out. demo i still have 30 minutes on it because i haven't played it yet i haven't played it either i'm actually just not gonna play it until it comes out i already like paid it off so we're going to be seeing that, Days Gone. I think we're going to be seeing The Last of Us Part 2 as well this year, if I'm not mistaken. And like a bunch of other pretty cool horror video games. So there's going to be a lot of horror out in 2019. Uh, we just talked about kind of like the biggest things, but there's definitely, I feel like, going to be a lot of really good films coming out of the festivals and stuff. And yeah, that's pretty much all i got for 2019 horror right now yeah same like i said hopefully some movies pop out of the blue and surprise us and be like oh look here's a movie and you're like oh shit thanks yeah kind of like i mean you remember don't knock twice and lights out when they came out they just came out like yeah i agree yeah no i feel like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that comes out that's good that hasn't been announced yet for sure that seems to be kind of how it is 
it's really just like the big stuff like jordan peele is obviously huge now so we have to know about us like six months in advance you know oh yeah but there's gonna be something good that pops up in just like the middle of the summer that we didn't know about or like the middle of the fall or something so yeah let us know what you guys thoughts are there's a lot of trends that are probably gonna keep occurring but a lot of really cool movies it looks like so yeah let us know what you're most excited about so next up we're going to be discussing another 80s movie but not a movie from the 80s yes it's going to be in this week's chopping block so this week's chop- <laughs> ah you had to get me yeah it's been a while one, I, i've been waiting for like a minute now i was like yo i'm gonna time this perfectly i started thinking about it as soon as i heard the theme playing i, I knew you would i knew you would no you didn't as evident to what just happened <laughs> well i kind of was expecting it hindsight bias hindsight bias <laughs> we're gonna be talking uh this week about lost after dark so this movie actually came out in 2015 yeah uh you know how i found out about it i was just i just typed in horror blu-ray on amazon prime and i found this one for like i think like 12 bucks okay and i really liked the cover because it was just some dude holding like a like a cleaver like a cleaver and there's just like six kids in the background or seven and then he just staring at them from a distance i was like that kind of looks like the 1981 alone in the dark with Mm. donald pleasance like it was like almost the exact same like cover. so i was like yo yeah let's check this out and then i saw and i googled it and then like i read all the stuff about the people being named after famous people in horror like laurie and john toby you know and i was like you know this is is pretty interesting let's see where this goes and it was just basically like like not even a love letter like you just sent it's like sending your dick in the mail like this (laughs) this, that's what this was like it was just like fucking love 80s horror except except spoiler alert the first girl that the camera is on is not the final girl yeah uh, that that's I what threw me off the most that, like that's what I threw me it. off when i was watching it like mm-hmm. she was running toward spoiler alert toby and then he was just like whack and then yeah. it was just like i was like she's probably working with him but then it's like no she's nope. dead yeah dead as fuck i mean it kind of implies that either her or her like best friend or whatever that chick like could be the final girl possibly but it definitely she's like the innocent one like trying to get she like she likes that one guy yeah but she's like kind of you know not really hey, look, evident with look, it look what happened though look this is why she died right mm-hmm. she made out with that fucker right <laughs> in the house yeah. but the other chick that survived when that dude was hitting on her she's like well i heard you're a dog like you yeah, know like yeah. she wasn't promiscuous like she was just the real final girl she, you, she was kind of flirty and stuff but yeah she wasn't really like yeah, you don't out ha- there. You don't have to be the nerd to be the final girl. Nerds yeah. can be whores too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, this movie kind of did play on that like the whole virgin final girl purity like stereotype kind of. But at the same time, you thought it, you thought this is right. You're like, "Hey, this is an 80s yeah. throwback." Yeah. I like the graininess in the film too. I think they ac- oh, used okay, actual yeah. film to record this. I f- I want to say that it was an effect on this one because when you look at like the house of the devil in comparison i feel like that one yeah that one more actually, like an 80s movie but so i think they actually filmed on film but i don't know this might have too like it maybe it did seem like that grainy effect because like it, it would have like the same little flicker at the bottom right it was just like a little yeah. slash that would pop up you know like yeah the pre-cigarette burns right right 
I mean, yeah, no, it it definitely did. I I noticed that at some of the, like the darker uh, scenes, you know, like more so than the rest of the movie. But yeah, it lo- it looked apart for sure. I mean, all the wardrobe and everything I felt like was pretty on point. The T one thousand is in here too. Yeah, he is. Robert Patrick. Every time he plays a movie there. with teenagers, he's always like an authority figure in the faculty. He was the gym coach, and yeah. now now he's moved up to vice principal after being, sure. you know brainwashed by aliens he's gonna be like the president in some movie yeah he is eventually you know like when he's 99 probably the bad guys go good yeah yeah i mean he wasn't really a bad guy in this movie either like he ended up almost being a hero (laughs) uh no no spoilers remember you son of a bitch i was in nom that was (laughs) fucking weird yeah he plays like the, the vice principal who's really harsh because he's like a grizzled like vet or whatever yeah probably has like major PTSD and depression, but <laughs> but that's basically his character. It is kind of hilarious. Um, and then like the group of kids, they were all right, I guess. But I didn't like particularly care about any of them. John was like the alpha male douchebag. Yeah. Then they had like the token black dude with the afro. Like they had to add that in with that really fake looking afro. Yeah, like the it looked like a party city afro. Yeah, that you can get. They had um. Like the, the the alpha male's girlfriend who's just always a fucking idiot for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, you got the dog that she snuck in in her purse. <laughs> Forgot that. Paris Hilton type shit. Uh, who else do we have? You had the, the fat dude. Uh, you had the the nerdy girls, uh, the guy she's going after, the jock, the nice mm-hmm. jock for whatever reason. Yeah, that like the nice kind, guy, yeah. The kind jock. He was. Pr- I'm pretty sure he was like the quarterback, yeah. but he definitely was not like the stereotypical, you know, fucking quarterback, all star douchebag. Like, like the '80s, the, any guy in the in 1980s slashers that wore a jacket, was, yeah, like, like a Letterman jacket, like a Letterman jacket. <laughs> At some point in the movie, they would like use something as like a prop for their head, like a face claw, and they'd be like, Whoa, blah, 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 yeah. and they they do some stupid fucking shit like that. That was just like, oh, look how zany he is, you know, like. Uh, that's like that guy too that would like use one of the nerdy kids as like a human shield or some yeah. shit like that you know or just bully them into oblivion yeah so i mean this movie had stereotypes and then also kind of played against them which is interesting yeah to it me. did you know because there's actually and i there are a lot of really cool uh death scenes not particularly innovative oh but God. they were pretty brutal the fulci one yeah the Fulci homage. The, the homage, yeah. The eyeball. I'm surprised they throw, threw it all the way back to that. Yeah, bro, that's like, I just got that movie, too. Yeah, you'll you'll see. I mean, the actual scene is, like, crazy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It, it'll probably make you uneasy, for sure. Nice. But that, that was a cool death scene. So, I mean, they weren't, like, they weren't fantastic, but I thought that the practical effects were good. Like, the gore was pretty good. You know, it wasn't excessive. But it was still like, oh shit, like that one where he takes that that one like you gardening thing and yeah. like fucks up that dude or chick's back. I, I don't it remember was, who it he was, killed. It was the jock dude. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I didn't, ex- I, didn't ex- I, like I didn't expect. Uh, I think it's called a post puncher or some shit. Like I don't know. Yeah, it was one of those like farming things. It was just a. It, it was like the, the the drill from Slumber Party Massacre, yeah. basically. Basically. So that was pretty cool. I mean, overall, I liked all of that, all of those elements. You know, the practical you, effects. Uh, what think about the killer though? The the killer though, <laughs> they could have uh, picked something better. Yeah, 
it was like a little too cliche for me, you know. And, and he was like somehow, of course, invincible. And it was just some like random hillbilly guy. He's probably like, you know? like suggested, like Bilal said, he's just some. He was probably just some hippie who took a bad batch of LSD. Now yeah. he's fucking nuts. I mean, I did like though that they didn't make him in some. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but he wasn't like that much of a larger picture like as far as like the characters are concerned yeah you know it was just kind of like this cool like legend thing yeah exactly kind of like almost like madman almost yeah that's kind of kind of what it was like yeah so i did madman that that dude was fucking big as shit oh yeah no he's like a giant santa claus (laughs) he was way better oh yeah he's he was like a giant yeti thing he's probably the scariest 80s fucking killer i agree have you ever seen cellar dweller no, but I know about it. I I got it. So that's nice. another. That's a monster, though, not a slasher. So yeah, but he does slash people with his. Oh, I guess it counts. Yeah, kind as of. long as they slash. <laughs> so technically, if you commit the act of slashing, then you can be a slasher. Pumpkin head. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I did not like the killer that much, but I like the way that they like introduced him into the story. I just think like he could have been a little cooler. Yeah, you know? I like the kills though. Yeah, I I I didn't like how. Uh, spoiler alert! So just cover your shit for like the next five seconds. He didn't die after being shot. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I think they tried to introduce the whole like, you know, you Freddy, know. Jason, Michael yeah. thing into it, but I don't think it was that effective in this one. No. So th- there were definitely some parts of it that were questionable. But overall, it was a fun movie. Yeah, it was. You know? I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like an effective 80s throwback. and I felt like it could have worked as a... Mo- Even if it was like modern day, it work, It would work really well. Yeah, I mean... It would just be like, hey, look, it's your stereotypical, like the Redwood Massacre. Look, here's a house. Let's go there. We probably yeah. shouldn't. Death. Like, Though I will say, to be honest, I'm already kind of envisioning that. And I don't think I would have liked it better than this. Just because I already kind of know how, like, the color palette is going to look. You know, it's just that really, like, dull kind of yellowish, brownish kind of. Blue should be always the go-to. Yeah. Just shitty modern clothing. Oh, that's that's another thing. I felt like that was missing from this this movie. The super blue atmosphere. Yeah. Of, like, Zero Boys and Friday the 13th and Halloween. Well, I thought the atmosphere of this was pretty good oh it was but, good it just didn't yeah, have it like it wasn't like bad. throwback you know like yeah even with like the lighting and stuff like that i don't think that was very 80s like i don't think the cinematography was on this they sure they added a grainy filter but like mm-hmm. they didn't use like the same type of camera angles yeah they're very modern and, yeah exactly. camera movements and angles yeah so it, it's it's hard to do i mean I, th- I think that the house of the devil did that well but that was also more of a secluded setting. And the sleeper, the sleeper. You know? Remember the sleeper? Yeah, sleeper the, did it. The Black Christmas well. basically remodel completely. Yeah. Except he lived in the school. <laughs> yeah. This one, though, I mean, took place in like kind of a larger location. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't really have that like claustrophobic feel to it. So they didn't really light it as well as they probably could have. And that also kind of detracts from having that like cool blue atmosphere. You know, yeah. they didn't really have like lots of choices but plus like shit was okay. shit was happening really quick too yeah so they wouldn't have had a moment like like in let's say let's use zero boys because that has a lot of blue lighting like mm-hmm. when they're just like 
the two hillbillies are just standing out in the open and they got that 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 camera shot coming in on them and people are exploring the barn and shit mm-hmm. so like it's it, it's not like the i think the camera work needs to be changed too in order for that blue atmosphere yeah. to work you can't have modern movies that are it's like why is this movie blue like yeah because with, with like the more modern stuff you expect it to look more realistic yeah yeah i know i agree with that for sure and uh i was also gonna say like i think that largely they relied on that <laughs> graininess and then just like the the costuming and just the way that like the kids acted to really give off that like 80s vibe but yeah aesthetically like it didn't really feel like it and i i don't quite remember the soundtrack but the soundtrack i think was like pretty yeah it was pretty 80s yeah it was i, guess. I so, like the soundtrack especially at the end when the credits rolled yeah. though it sounded like really john carpenter-ish mm-hmm. yeah i actually was kind of thinking the same thing yeah I mean, there was definitely, like, some Halloween influence on it, of there, course, because... The, the theme song, to me, had, like, the Halloween and, like, the Thing vibes, like... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, no, it was definitely John Carpenter-like at, at some points, but... Uh, overall, I mean, yeah, I thought it was a pretty effective 80s throwback. It was, it was a good slasher. The story was all right. The acting was pretty okay. Uh, but it was it was an enjoyable movie. Um, unfortunately, it's not like f- free to stream yeah, on any service. You got to rent it. But I think it's worth it. I think so too. I'm glad I own it now because mm-hmm. it's like, bro, it's like the just like 80 slasher movies are. You just put it on on like a Friday night when you're just fuck it. I'll make some food and stay home tonight. Like, yeah, it's definitely one of those movies for sure. And especially you know if you do like 80s horror in general not just slashers but especially if you like 80s slashers you're probably gonna love this movie you know oh, yeah. it's not like an insult or anything it's actually got some pretty cool parts so for me it's not chopped i think you should go check it out if you have three bucks yeah it actually is better than most 80s slashers can we just admit that there are a lot of shitty ones just because right. friday the 13th the burning madman halloween 2 and like slumber party massacre and sorority house massacre mm-hmm. Those are basically all the good slashers, and then yeah. the rest are just like... I mean, whatever Giallo came out at well, that yeah. time, I guess, but... Giallo's yeah. more like its own thing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I look at slashers, and Giallo's different. That's fair, that's fair. Even, yeah, no, I agree. Even though there are movies like Schizoid who have that, like, Giallo-like type of... Or at least they try to have that Giallo type of influence to them. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, for you, it's uh, not chopped? No, it's not chopped. I, it's, I'm glad I watched it, though. Like, I don't even know about it yeah i had no idea until you told me about it so this was kind of really under the radar so i feel like we uh i feel like we gave you ghouls you know some pretty obscure like hey don't forget about the boils boils and the boils yes take these into consideration go check them out if you're looking for something really 80s to watch this week and uh yeah go on instagram you know share our stuff support us and you can hashtag 80s horror week and we mean support us not by buying anything we just mean like hey check us out (laughs) yeah leave comments we we definitely want more of you guys to leave comments if you like our stuff or even if you don't like our stuff tell us what to improve on you know and everything because we really value that we probably come off as you know kind of tough guys but (laughs) but but, uh we actually you know really appreciate all you guys and uh so yeah, let us know. Share stuff. Let us know what you think. 
Uh, we've got a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Grave Discussions or Grave Disc SRD, or go check out the website, gravediscussions.net. And you can listen to us and check out all our stuff. Yes, 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 yes. All of our stuff. Consume it. Listen. Remember our lines. Remember the dirty joke I made about Pacific Rim. Uh, and remember to tune in next week on Grave Discussions. This has been an SRD production.